Hello and welcome to Social Media Ministries. My name is Spencer Kaufman. Today we are in the midst of a great sermon series about the importance of leaving an inheritance and providing for your family. So today we are wrapping up the sermon series. Last week we had our first message. You could check that out. It was about providing for your family. Today we're talking about leaving an inheritance. So uh, a little recap of what we spoke about last week was that it's very, very important for you to provide for your family. Now, your family includes your immediate household, your extended family, your relatives, and the brothers and sisters that you have in Christ. So, the kingdom of God, the body of Christ. You are one part of the body of Christ. Other people are part of it. And you need to do what you can to try to provide for all of them. Now, of course, you're not going to be able to provide for everyone. But you can provide for your household. You could be donating 10% of your income to other places within the kingdom of God. You could be donating some of your time, some of your services, your skills, uh, your gifts. You could be using it all to further the kingdom of God. Now that doesn't mean 100% all the time, 24-7, but it means that you should be looking at your life and trying to help those around you providing for them and also living in faith that was huge you need to live in extra extra faith get out of the comfort zone live in faith do more and make sure that your household is serving the Lord because if something is going on in your household that's not godly something that's ungodly that's happening then one reaps and the other sows so if someone's reap, uh, sowing sin you, you're, someone else in your household or your whole household could be reaping that. So make sure that your household is pure and then God can continue to bless your household so that you will be able to provide for more people. So today we're talking about uh, how to continue providing after you're gone. As you know, Jesus came uh, and he took all those rules of the Old Testament, everything that God had said, and he, he said, hey, instead of this, do this. Go with, someone says one mile, go with them two. Someone asks for a cloak, give them the cloak and a tunic. Do more. Why? Because have faith that God will provide for you, that God will give you more so that you can continue doing more. Go with them two miles, but I might not have the energy. I'm just going to go one. Uh-uh. Have faith. God will give you that energy. Boom. Go two miles. Do more. God can do it. Don't limit God. He's unlimited. He, have the faith. He'll take care of you. How do you do that long after you're gone? Train up your family in righteousness. Teach them to provide for others. And guess what? They will continue providing and providing. That's one way. Raise up a good family. Another way is obviously you need to have uh, a good financial plan. We're not going to talk about financial planning here. That's an entirely different uh, subject. I mean, if you need assistance with that, comment below and we can help you get connected but uh, having a great financial plan and and being set up so that when you die the future generations are cared for is definitely something you should do so if you don't have that please comment below we can get you connected there uh, proverbs 13:22. if you have your bibles please turn with me if you don't all of these verses will be referenced in the description below Please take the time to go back and read a couple verses before, a couple verses after as well, because you'll get more context, more information in addition to what we're giving you here. 
Proverbs 13, 22. A good person leaves an inheritance for their children's children, but a sinner's wealth is stored up for the righteous. What does that mean? Well, it means you need to be providing for your children and your children's children, your grandchildren, even beyond. Keep going. Provide for as many generations as you can, as far as you can. Not only your children, maybe your nieces and nephews, maybe their children. Keep going. Have the faith that God can do it. He can. But a sinner's wealth, a selfish person, is stored up for the righteous. What does that mean? Well, we've talked about that before when we talked about the parable of the talents in Matthew and in Luke. You can check out the sermon here. Otherwise, navigate to our YouTube channel and you will find it there. Uh, what did we talk about there? Well, the sinner's wealth is stored up for the righteous. There were In each of those stories, there were some servants. They were given uh, an amount of money to do something with. And the first two servants in both stories multiplied their investments. The last servant in both stories hid, hid it in the ground or in a piece of cloth and then just returned it to the master when they got back. They didn't use it. What did the master do? He said, take it from that wicked, evil, and lazy person and give it to the person who did well with it, the righteous. Took it from the selfish sinner and gave it to the righteous. Provide. Leave an inheritance. If you're selfish, if your sinner's wealth, what is going to happen to your wealth? It's going to be taken from you and it's going to go somewhere else. God wants you to store wealth for your family, for the body of Christ. Now, he doesn't want you just to hoard it all. Because remember, we are to store our treasure in heaven. But he wants you to store it. The Proverbs says that the houses of the wise are filled with stores of choice food and oil. They also know the, the status of their flocks and herds. Now, of course, you might not have flocks and herds and choice food and oil. But you have possessions and belongings. Do you know the status? What's your balance sheet look like? Do you know what your, your money is doing? Do you have a good control on your vehicles and your, your uh, automotive stuff and your toys and whatever else? Do you know what you have? Do you take care of it? That's what this is. Take good care of it. Store up this wealth and use it to bless others. And, and then be blessed yourself. Proverbs 11.25 says, A generous man will prosper, but he who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. Another one here. We're going to go to 24. One man gives freely, yet gains even more. Another withholds unduly, but comes to poverty. Because it's taken away from them and given to someone else. This is why it's important to read before and after, because we said 25, but 24 is an excellent verse as well. Use your Bible. Read. Sinner's wealth is stored up for the righteous. It goes to other people. It gets taken away from them and given to those who are going to use it properly. Leave an inheritance. Let's go to Matthew 13, 12. This is a, a little reinforcement in that. Matthew 13, 12. So turn with me. Otherwise, yes, I will read it to you. So Matthew 13, 12 says... Whoever has will be given more, and he will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken from them. Whoever has will be given more. If you don't have, it will be taken from you. So if you're storing it up for yourself, being selfish, it's going to be taken from you and go to someone else. Matthew 25, 29. 25, 29 says, For everyone who has will be given more. 
and he will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken from him. This is the end of the parable of the talents. Whoever has will be given more. If you store up your wealth and use it for God's kingdom, providing for your family, your extended family, those in the kingdom of God, donating to your church, whether it's time, money, services. We used some examples last week about a car mechanic who said, I'm going to take care of my pastors and do the work for free, something like that. Or maybe uh, you're a dry cleaner and you say, hey, I want to clean all your, your dress shirts and suits for free as a, a part of helping you with your ministry, something like that. Whatever the case may be, that's what you can do. You don't have to give all, out all your money. Uh, money is uh, greatly misused within churches. A lot of uh, people have a negative impression of that. We've spoken about the importance of tithing and giving in other messages that you can check out to see what the stance is on that. I'd encourage you to do so. Uh, in addition, you have gifts. You have talents that you can give to help further the kingdom of God. Don't be so attached to it. Don't hoard it for yourself like the sinner's. It's all God's anyway. It came from him. You are to use it for his kingdom. Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 to 21 says, Do not store up for yourself treasure on earth, where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourself treasures in heaven, where moth and rust do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Where is your treasure? If your treasure is in money in the bank, or stock in an investment portfolio, or cryptocurrency in an exchange, if your treasure is there, that's where your heart will be. But if your treasure is in your family, your heart will be there as well. If your treasure is in the kingdom of God, your heart will be there as well. Now that doesn't mean you're not to store up investments. You are. You have to store investments. How else will you provide an inheritance when you die? You must store them. But you also need to be using what you have while you're here on earth to provide for those around you. It's very, very important. God wants you to provide for your family and take care of them. Now, of course, providing goes in a number of ways. A lot of times we think of uh, the provider in the family being the person who goes out and works and brings money. They're the provider. But what about the person who stays home and raises the children or watches them or teaches them? They're a provider too. They're providing education for their children. Now, of course, if you're out working all day and then you, you come home, you're still a provider in that essence because you're probably teaching your kids something too. There are many ways to provide and a lot of people uh, have the, the false perception that providing is only monetary. That if I say you are to provide for your church, you are to provide for your missionaries, you are to provide for the ministries, that you think like, oh, all he wants is me to give money to all these places. No. You can provide your time. You can provide your counsel. You can provide a listening ear. You can provide your experience, your expertise. You can provide your gifts, your talents. You can provide in, num in a number of ways other than money. In fact, most of the time, people write money, write out a check as a means 
of a scapegoat to not have to do more. In fact, it would be better for you to provide your talent or your service to some place rather than to simply write a check. Because you are valuable. You are worth way more than the money you write on that check. You're worth way more than that. You are so valuable. You are the only one of your kind. You are a miracle created out of a miracle. Think of the miracle that created you. Unbelievable. The, the miracle of conception and how you were formed and then how you survived and you were birthed and all of that. What a miracle. You are the only person created exactly like you. There is no one else that can, can be you. No one else who has everything the same as you. You're rare and there is value in rarity. The most rare things are also the most valuable. Therefore, you're valuable. It would be better for you to use your talents and your gifts to further the kingdom than to simply write a check. Now, I'm not saying don't write a check because maybe you're using your talents and your gifts in the way God wants you and you're making a bunch of money and then you're using that money to further the kingdom. However it is for you, just know you are more valuable than the money that you have. And so... For people to say, I want your money, they're missing the boat. They're missing the boat. You are more valuable than that. So use what you have. Use your gifts to provide for more people. Again, in any way possible. 1 Timothy 5.8 says, Anyone who does not provide for their relatives and especially their own household has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. What does that mean, denying the faith? Well, if you say that you can't provide for more people, you're denying the faith that God can provide for you and all those people. You're denying that faith. God is unlimited. If you say, I want to provide for three missionaries and I want to sponsor a couple kids and I want to write 10% to the church and I want to give to five other ministries throughout the year and you have all that and it's sincere, it's not just some whim and it's sincere and you've talked about it with your spouse and you've talked about it as a family and you know this is your goal and you pray about it and you do it. You say, we're going to do it and you mean it. Guess what? Have the faith. God can do it. He could do that times 10. He can do it. He's got the faith. If you have the faith, God can provide for you. He has it all. He's given you everything you have already. There's no reason to say he can't give you ten times what you have already. Look at Job. Satan took everything from him. God gave him back multiple times more what he had before. God can do it. Anyone who does not provide for their household is worse than an unbeliever because you've shown that you don't trust God. You've denied the faith. Your money, your wealth, your talents, your time, your ability, all of that is a gift from God. Don't believe me? James 1, 17. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He doesn't change. He gave a bunch of stuff to Job. He can give it to you. He gave gifts of prophecy to the prophets in the Bible. He could give it to you. He gave the Holy Spirit to Elisha, to Elijah. He could give it to you. He gave wisdom to Solomon. He could give it to you. Look at the wealth he gave Solomon. He could give it to you. If you have the faith. 
And what are you doing with it? What did Solomon do with his wealth? Did he hoard it up for himself? No, he made his kingdom the richest kingdom in the world. He built temples for God. He employed tens of thousands of people to do that. He gave his wealth to everyone. He didn't, get, he didn't only give it out as a return on his investment. He employed tens of thousands of people and never saw a dime come back to him. But God gave him more in other ways. He even had people coming from distances, bringing caravans of gold and spices and fabrics and giving it to Solomon just to sit and hear his wisdom. What's more valuable there? They were giving up all their wealth to see and hear his wisdom. Solomon, the person, was rare. You are rare. You are more valuable than wealth. Just like Solomon, people came, they gave their wealth to be with him. People could do the same for you. What are they paying you for? They're paying you for your individual value. Wherever you work, whatever you do, you are valuable. Use that value that God gave you to further the kingdom of God. Leave an inheritance. Everything, all your good and perfect gifts are from God. Use them to provide for those around you to leave an inheritance for not only your children, but also your grandchildren. Remember, uh, everything that you do, you can do as leaving an inheritance. You could teach them. You can leave a legacy, all of that kind of stuff. But then you also have stores of choice food and oil. That's in the form of investments that you will pass down to generations. And if, again, if you need help with that, comment below. You can just say, I'd, I'd like to learn more about leaving an inheritance, uh, leaving a monetary inheritance or investing, that kind of thing. And, and I, we can get you plugged in on some learning resources that you can start learning more about how to leave an inheritance of, of money to your future generations so that they have uh, what you maybe didn't have. And then also make sure that you leave something more valuable than money. That's the wisdom and the knowledge of what they should do with that money. That's way more valuable. Teach them how to make their own money and also teach them what to do with the money that they are given, with the wealth that you will leave them when you leave this earth and go home. Just like you. What are you doing with your wealth? Do you have the wisdom? If you don't, ask God. Ask God for that wisdom. If you follow God's plan for your life, you live in faith, you follow what he says about your talents, about your time, about your gifts, about your money, you will be able to leave that inheritance to your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, your family, you will bless so many more people than you can even imagine. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for this message. I ask that it inspires people who are listening and watching to have that desire to leave an inheritance, to take care of their family, their friends, their relatives, of those around them, and to teach what they know to others so that each generation would be rising up more and more righteous and uh, God-fearing than the previous generations. And Lord, we seem to be on a backwards path with that. Every time we have a new generation, uh, more and more problems seem to arise. Lord, please correct that. And we can only correct that by having better parents. 
and better teachers who are teaching that. It's really their own fault if the generation after them is worse. They weren't taught properly. They weren't given that inheritance. Inheritance is more than money. Knowledge, wisdom, skills. Lord, I ask that all of that be taught and be, be carried down generation after generation so that we could continue providing not only for our own households, our extended family, our relatives, but also our brothers and sisters in our family and the body of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for being here this week. I hope that this sermon series was good for you. Uh, comment below with any questions, comments. Uh, engage in that discussion. Remember, be polite and respectful to others. This is a great topic of providing for your family and those around you and leaving an inheritance. It means so much more than money. And that's really, if that's the only thing you took from this, that is the main point, is an inheritance, your wealth, your value is way more than money. It's not about money. It's about what you can leave behind. Lasting impressions, skill sets, things you can teach. So I hope you get that. And if you have any questions or comments, please put them below and get some discussion going. Have a great week. God bless.